Hello everyone, welcome to Reiki Radio. I am your host, Yolanda, and on today's episode we have a special guest. We have Helen Chin Lu, who is returning to the show. She was just here a few episodes ago, but she is coming back today to talk to us about abundance in our lives. Now, what's so interesting about this conversation is when we think about abundance, a lot of times we think about money and you know, the financial aspect that will allow us the opportunity to do the things that we want to do. But as you will find in this conversation with Helen, it's interesting that a lot of what we are actually seeking to feel fulfilled has nothing to do with our external processes. Of course, it all starts within. So she has some interesting insights to share with us today. And it seems so appropriate considering today is the full moon. It is the full moon in Aries. And that Aries energy is really bringing us into considering ourselves, even our identities, how we're showing up, how we are leading in our own lives, how we are leading ourselves. What is it that you are doing right now in your life that is supporting your forward movement? What is it that you need to tap into within yourself to have the courage to feel bold enough, strong enough to really follow whatever it is that you desire, your inspiration? Now, a lot of this is also going to be entangled with how we are not just relating with ourselves, but also how we are relating to others. And that's because we just had the equinox and we are moving into now the energy of Libra. The sun is in Libra. The moon is in Aries. Aries brings us into I. Libra brings us into we. So in this beautiful full moon energy today, consider both. How are you relating to yourself? And how are you relating to the world around you? How are you showing up for you? And how are you allowing support in your life? The exchange between you and others. It's a beautiful dance of filling ourselves really connecting with our own inner light, what we hold, what drives us. And all of this translates into our relationships. Now, one of the things that Helen points out that is so rich is knowing our worth. So that's another beautiful thing to really consider today in this beautiful full moon energy is allowing yourself to bask and bathe in your worthiness, giving yourself permission to change any story that limits your point of view around your worth, around what you deserve, and allowing yourself to tune into the possibility of knowing that you can. You have a choice. Whatever it is you want to achieve, whatever it is that will make you feel more enriched, more abundant in every aspect of your life. So go ahead and get comfortable. And as always, I hope you enjoy the show.
We're back today with Helen Chin Liu on Reiki Radio. First of all, Helen, I have to say I'm so glad to have you come back um, on the podcast. The last conversation we had was so full of beautiful information, and it was so much fun. So I'm glad to have you here again to talk about abundance in our lives. Well, Yolanda, I had such a good time with you the last time we were here uh, chit-chatting. I mean, we cover so many subjects that, like, okay, if I only could remember half of them because we were in the moment, that's one thing I love about being in the moment. You could, you know, um, what I would call downloading information. I'm really downloading from the universe just to talk with you. Yes. And today, you know, I, I love the subject about abundance. Well, I wanted to say, because a lot of times when we hear abundance, automatically we think monetary and, you know, and, um, you know, law of attraction and manifestation has been such a hot topic for years. But what I loved is in our last conversation, you mentioned that it's really about looking at abundance in every area of our life. So why is this or how is this um, an important topic for you? Is it something that people ask or... You know, people don't really ask as much as they, I think they should ask. Because, and you're right, because when we think of, of abundance, we always think about money. But what I have noticed in my practice um, through the years of doing this, there's seven things that we're looking for, seven things that we need every, say, every day fundamentally. We want a home. We want, a, hopefully, a family, depending on a uh, partner. Um, you want food on your table. You want work. You want your health. You want joy. You want peace. And what I find a lot of times, what everybody wants equally, more or less, of those eight things. And when somebody's lacking one aspect of their needs, their personal needs, they end up chasing. So abundance to me is not necessarily money because you need all those other aspects to make you feel good. And there's something I always explain to people. Abundance is always, it's way beyond money because if you're not, let's say you have all the money in the world, you're still miserable. You're still (laughs) unhappy. And you find that what you're looking for, you can't buy. So what do you do then? Yeah, you make me, uh, you bring up what it makes me think about is our passion. Because it seems like a lot of times we feel um, disconnected or like seeking. No matter what we think we're seeking, a lot of times it comes back to like what lights us up or what makes us feel alive or what makes us feel like we're contributing in life in some way that we feel purposeful, right? So. Yeah. And a lot of times what we look for in terms of abundance, even if it's money, it's usually like something that will, so that we feel like we have the ability to live into our purpose or live into these different aspects of our lives. But with you personally, how does abundance show up in your life? Like, what do you focus on personally when you think of abundance and what does that look like? Uh, out of all of those things that I mentioned, I'm blessed that I have every aspect. So I'm blessed with a home and a family. But what means the most out of me, out of the things that I listed, is peace. 
to have a peace of mind. Because there's something in me that drives me to do this work. There's so much that I want to share, building not only my business, but to help anyone who's interested in this work to get on the road of enlightenment. Is that a good word, enlightenment? When you finally realize all of those, I don't know, um, everyday abundance is not filling you anymore, and you know there's a life purpose that is, is part of the package, but you don't know how to access it. So, so what I know there's something that I need to do in this lifetime. There's something that is calling me that I am blindly and passionately following. If you ask me what it is, I said, I think I'm supposed to be an educator. And I don't know how I'm going to get there or what platform I'm going to eventually land on, but there's something driving me. And something, I like to believe everybody has a drive. Whatever that might consist of, you're the only one can determine what your needs are and really be honest about the things that you want in your life. And that's abundance because a lot of times we repel abundance. Um, especially as women or if people, the way many of us were taught that to be humble, to be humble and not acknowledge what we have. Uh, I'm one of those people, um, even though I grew up in a very traditional Chinese household, and especially women were primarily invisible, were there to provide support to the family. So as we talked about um, how, how do you fit into your life, if you're somewhere at the bottom of your own list, you're serving everybody else's and getting their needs met instead of yours. So you lack abundance because it's, especially if you don't think, think you're worthy of your own personal time. Yeah, that's a really big one. And I think a lot of people, especially because that has been so ingrained in us, even culturally, mm -hmm. um, that a lot of people feel selfish or they feel, you know, um, like it will look bad if they are to focus on themselves in some way. But even in your personal experience and from working with other people, how do you get people to see or um, recognize, like have that light bulb go off about the importance of really feeding back into yourself and how has that even changed your life? Like, you know, because you're a mom and you spoke about how you grew up like what changes have you noticed once you decided you know what I have to also work on me well I my personal journey here I am the oldest of five children so my mom spent a lot of time dependent on me to guide the family because she came to this country 65 years ago and even though she's been in the country this long, she has that ability to communicate English and to read on maybe a second grade level. Mm -hmm. And she's always said, I'm too busy to learn. And plus her community didn't force her to learn because she worked in an environment that everybody spoke Chinese and no one read. And it was culturally accepted to depend on your children for all of those needs. And when my mom used to say to me, whenever anyone had a problem in my family, well, I'm still the rescuer. I'm, I'm supposed to rescue everybody when they have a problem. And I remember when I was 24 years old, my mom said to me, 
you need to go fix this person's problem. You need to fix it. And I said to her, no, I don't need to fix anybody's problems. And I'm not responsible for them. I mean, morally, yes, I do care for them. But how does that serve them if I'm constantly rescuing them? And what if they never learn their lesson? Like, for example, I'm talking about 40 years later, and among my siblings, I noticed they're still stuck in the same patterns they were 40 years ago. And I just imagine if I spent the last 40 years rescuing them, where would I be today? You know, um, I'm going to be honest, chances are would have been good. They would have sucked the life out of me. Right. So when I have clients who come, they know that their health issues is not just about the physical aspect. They know it's connected to their spirit. Um, they are, something's going on emotionally. And they know, they, every one of them know they're stuck in some kind of cycle. And once they recognize that in some ways I am their last resort to help them to solve their puzzle, they're, they're hungry for knowledge. They're hungry to um, acclimate what I'm recommending. And once they start to make tiny little changes, that's all it takes is a tiny little change and the desire to want to change. Then they notice that there's a huge breakthrough in their energy patterns. And the people who decide or can't uh, make changes because they're addicted to their, they're addicted to their addictions right which is an awful thing to say they i notice that they usually fall away within a couple of sessions because they hit this saturation point and it might take them years to acclimate the information on a cellular level and they may come back and they may not maybe that's all they're willing uh, ready to learn within this lifetime which is well, really a odd thing to say, but again, it's just observations. Yeah, and I think one of the beautiful things of what you're sharing, what it really highlights is a lot of times when we think again about abundance and what we want in our lives and what will fulfill us or make us happy, we often seek externally. Mm -hmm. Like if I can do this outside of me, then it will like fulfill something but just like you said, I mean, it often leaves us feeling unfulfilled in some way. And it really is about that internal work first. So can you speak to that? Like the, the shifts that happen, like the allowance of abundance in our lives, once we start working on ourselves and how what we hold may be the factor of like what's blocking whatever it is that we actually desire. Well, the first thing I notice, most people are waiting for somebody to give them permission to live. Mm -hmm. Seriously, permission. Because when you start to venture out into unknown, uh, unfamiliar territory, it's really frightening. Right. I can't tell you how many times I literally, how could I put this delicately, Yolanda? I probably pooped in my pants probably at least a couple dozen times over the last 12 years since I started this journey. So one of the key okay, here's a great story I'm going to share. Um, a neighbor of mine asked me one time, this is a name I don't talk to very much, but she noticed I do a lot. She knows my business, my book writing, 
and a client called blah, 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 blah. And she asked me, Helen, what's your secret to manifesting what you do? I said, you really want to know my secret? And then she said, yes. My secret is I never ask for anybody's opinion on what I should do. And she looked at me like this. She really frowned. She said, what do you mean? And, and I said, well, the reason why I don't ask for anyone else's opinion is because I have no interest to listen to why you won't do it. I'm not interested in your fears. In fact, when I started my business, I didn't even want to tell my mother because I knew exactly what she was going to say to me. She's going to say, why can't you be satisfied with where you are? Why do you want more? Your husband provides for you. But, but that's not enough. I mean, I have children, grown children, and, you know, and now on their own now, you know, I have raised two really fine men, but that's it. So I, I was constantly given, but never feeding myself. So coming back to my neighbor, when I said this to her, she was really dumbstruck, like she's never heard such a thing. And I even said to her, I don't even ask my husband for his opinion because he'll say, why do you want to do that? I didn't have to do that to build my business. And I remember my husband, we both had this discussion. I said, well, you got to remember, you have 25 years earlier that you've built your business. I built my business. This is my own, my 12th year. My husband's been in business for 35 years. I don't have time, time Again, between peace and time, time is a luxury for me. And I think in six years, I'll be 70 years old. And I'm thinking, I got a lot to do in six years. And then anything after 70 is a bonus. <laughs> so when I hear people say, I can't, and first thing I always say, is, how do you know? Yeah, growth is painful. I'm going to, when people ask is it no, it's really painful because it stretches you out of your comfort zone into a territory you don't know about. We spend so much time, we want to control every aspect of our life. So this way we don't get hurt, we don't fall down, we don't look stupid, or we, we make ourselves bigger than who we are. You know, think about all the fears about growth. All of a sudden, you're seen. You're expected to keep up. Or how do you maintain what you have? Um, those are things that are really scary. Yeah. Well, it's a really interesting thing that you ask um, people, how do you know? I mean, it seems like such a simple question, but it, I'm sure, is huge because a lot of us don't have that consideration because we are a lot of times holding ourselves back because we were discouraged or someone told us something was impossible and exactly what you're saying, it's their own fears being projected on us. And just that simple question of asking someone, how do you know? I mean, I, I think a lot of times we don't even consider that thought. Like we, we, in a lot of ways, don't even consider what we think. We have just been so conditioned to just believe what we're told outside of us. So that's a really huge part. Well, that's also um, some, a belief that's been passed down from generation to generation. 
So generational beliefs. If I followed everything, my mom is probably perplexed how she ended up get, having a child like me. Because I, even as a little kid, I challenged her because I would ask her a question. And she, and I finally realized one day she didn't have the answers. It took me into my 20s, 30s to realize she did not know because she, her um, biggest, um, well, she left China. That was her biggest goal in her life. And she had a family. Uh, I like to believe she wanted a family, but you never know because back then there were things that were just expected of you regardless if you say yes or no. And by taking that one tiny step, any step will also begin to create a change. Um, So if you're into, really buy into your generational beliefs in your family, what they tell you that you can and can't do, that that's going to stifle your energy. That is so true. And it is a very um, scary thing, just like you said. I think one of the biggest things in this, I always tell people, it takes a lot of courage. I mean, courage and also like discipline to show up for yourself and to do this work and, you know, just work through your own layers. But have you noticed like in these years that you have been doing this, was it because you even mentioned in the beginning following blindly, which I think a lot of us, um, that's a good thing for people to hear because we have our expectation of what things have to look like or what they should look like. Mm-hmm. But what you will find is like once you just start doing the work, you really don't know how it's going to unfold, but it just seems that things kind of align and bring you into connection with what's going to support you next. So, how have you? been (laughs) that you know what I'm talking about yeah uh first of all I'm very thankful I have a husband that's incredibly supportive he trusts me I mean that I'll be honest with you if I had a partner that doubted me or control me control my moves control how I spend money I might have been in a different situation but then again I've known me the way I know me I would not have allowed it. I would have left a long time ago. Right. Because I truly believe everyone should have that aspect to live their lives. But this journey has been, um, has it been a smooth sailing one? No, it hasn't. The, I think, you know how you're driving on the highway, you get those little bumps that wakes you up if you end up going too far yes. to the right, or you end up in a ditch on the <laughs> Oh, yeah, the bumps is on the left, and then the ditch is on the uh, right. From time to time, I would do a bombardment, right, left, right, left, left. So I wake up. Once I hit the left, I said, oh, my God, that's me. I'm the one that's causing me to be stuck because of my fears. See, by acknowledging that, that you do have fears, that's going to wake you up. It really does. And, and when you go too far to the right and you end up in the ditch <laughs> and I'm like banging my head and trying to think, what is the next step? Get up. Just keep getting up. Get up. Just keep continuing on this journey. And eventually you, we all arrive into the place we were supposed to be. You might arrive a little quicker, a little slower, but just keep moving what I see in people when they freeze in the same spot, 
and it's so painful to watch them. And one of the things I had to learn is respect everybody on their journey because this is not a competition. This is basically don't look at yourself and compare yourself to anybody else. And don't compete with yourself either because as many check marks I have, I have many that are not been checked as of yet. And of course, I want to be able to check everything on my list, but that may not happen. And I got to be okay with that. That's yeah. really important. As long as you work on it, maybe you'll make it in the next lifetime. I don't know. Maybe I'll make it later on. I don't know. So you got to let go of your preconceived notion what the end looks like. So remember, even when they make movies, the movie, more times than not, they have like five, six, seven different endings. What you see is usually maybe choice number six. This seems to work with the theme of the movie. That's what all movies do. They have various endings, which whichever one fits is the one that they're going to choose. So your life is very much like that too. You know, you make me think of two, and I know we mentioned your book on the last um, episode that you were here, but it seems like such a good tool for even what we're talking about, because a lot of people don't know what their blocks are. They don't know. They're like, how do I know if I hit the speed bump? How do I know if I'm in the ditch? So with your book and having this guidance of self-connection, working with your chakra energy to reveal to yourself what it is that you hold. Yes. So your book. Know, book? Yes. Hold up the book. It's called Know Your Chakras. Yes. This is an introduction to energy medicine. Uh, everything. See, my philosophy, why I wrote this book. First of all, it comprises of 13,000 observations since 2006. So this is working with clients. And it's so funny. I'm not so funny. Everybody had come in with the same, they all have the same wants. They may not know exactly what they want, but they want to feel good. They want to feel balanced. They don't want to feel like as though they're missing out on something in life. And then also what I did with this book, um, my Healing Place Energy School, I have just developed a membership platform. In fact, the first class set of classes I'm offering is classes that will complement this book. Um, this is to get people to start thinking about who you are, what do you want? What do you want? Do you know where you are? Mm -hmm. And in order to grow, to grow, you've got to know where you are. Because if you are, let's say, heaven forbid, you've been a victim for a lot of years or um, you feel stuck, it's really hard to break out of that cycle if you're constantly repeating the same cycle right yeah and well that's one of the interesting things too i think um the chakra is such a good roadmap because it kind of it builds on itself but it also gives us this opportunity to really like get to know us because a lot of times what we think we want in life and what we desire, again, we do that external search of like, oh, if I have more money, I'll be happy. Oh, if no, I find a relationship, I'll be happy. Not recognizing that it is this internalized, you know, what's going on in our minds and what we hold. You know, it's so funny you say that. 
I think about five years ago, I hit a, I made enough money to live on, which is really nice. Then I finally realized, wow, it's, it's not about the money. I mean, it's nice to have the money, but it's not about the money. And then I started internally searching, what is it that I'm really looking for? What is going to feed my soul is something that I've been working on for a really long time. What feeds you every single day is key to your own personal growth. So if you are in a job that is stuck uh, and it's draining the life out of you, you might want to consider, is this what you really want to do? Where you're training time for money, especially if you have a job that you're not allowed to express any creative freedom. Or perhaps you're in a family situation where you're just a caregiver. Well, what do you do? You know, how do you empower other people around you so you, all your vibration could come together and grow together? So those are the things that I'm constantly thinking about as I'm working with you, is how do I help to elevate everybody's vibration? Because if you're looking for external validation, it's just fleeting. I mean, think about the things that we do to make us feel better. Some of us love to eat ice cream. Some people like to buy clothes, but some people are into shoes. So you go and do all of those things, and then all of a sudden that energy fades away really quickly. So I've learned in very painfully, you feed yourself from inside out. Right. The external feeding is just very temporary. So if you're eating tons of ice cream and gaining weight, or you have 60 pairs of shoes in your closet, and you go, oh, okay, is that all there is to it? Well, it's funny you say this, too, because it reminds me, and I know we're almost out of time, but it reminds me as well that um, as we do this work, we start to recognize and realize it, like, clarifies for us what's important to us, because yeah. a lot of times we don't even really know what really truly matters to us or what it is we're really seeking until we start unlayering all of this. So, yeah. Yeah. And that's true. And what happens with all growth, um, there's going to be changes. And that's another thing people are really terrified of because your relationship with others will change, especially if they're draining the life out of you. And then as they notice you're changing, they feel really awkward because they don't know how they fit into your life anymore. Right. And then, you know, I always say healing work is the loneliest place you're going to be. I have this incredible husband who's been with me almost 50 years. Oh my gosh, did I say 50? <laughs> Still does. And yet, even though he's my best cheerleader, but he can't get on to my soul level. Do you know what I'm saying? My yeah. soul level. I'm only there. It's between me. I could say between me and God. There's, nobody can accompany you on this journey. So as you walk down the road, which I'll lantern, I think we talked about the hermit, and you're yes. walking down that journey, and you're just looking, again, three steps ahead of you. You don't know where you're going. Somewhere in your heart, in your soul, you've got to trust where you're going, even if you have no idea where you're going. And, and that's what 
really feeding me right now as I bring this information on a global platform. I don't know where I'm going, but I know I'm getting there. Some days it feels better than others. And the days that it doesn't, accept those days. Acknowledge those days. Don't pretend they don't exist. If you feel crappy in a bad mood, I was like a bitch from hell last week, <laughs> which I was telling Yolanda earlier between my all the things I was doing. Own your bitchiness. Yeah. That will empower you and you could grow from there versus let's pretend it doesn't exist. She doesn't exist. Well, you know what? That's not reality. Sorry. Yeah. It's so funny. I was thinking this morning um, because today is the full moon. And a lot of times when we're in the full moon, I always tell people to consider what they're full of, like really acknowledging what it is you're holding and how you feel. But I do want to ask you before we go, um, because we have touched on it, but if someone were to say to you, Helen, how do I have a more abundant life? What would be your answer to them to like, where do they start? How do I have a more abundant life? First of all, you, number one, are you worthy? Do you sincerely, this is the really correct word. Do you sincerely believe you deserve those things? Because even though it's coming out of our mouth, somewhere in the back of the tape in the back of your head, you're going, I'm not worthy. See, I'm one of those people. I remember my husband said to me when I bought this piece of jewelry, he said to me, you have no guilt about buying that. I go, hell no. I have absolutely no <laughs> guilt about it. And I meant it. See, be proud of who you are, regardless if you're looking at your deficiencies or you're looking at all your gifts. Be proud of who you are. That's number one. Two, make a change. Do something that's different. If you're repeating the same cycle and you're conscious that you're doing that, then shame on you. Shame on you if you know you're repeating the cycle. Do something different. Three, go buy yourself something. Something that you normally, you're waiting for someone to get for you. Go buy yourself. You don't have to be extravagant. Buy yourself something. Treat yourself to getting your nails done, which I don't ever do. Get, or get a massage or take a Take a buddy out to lunch. Yeah, take her or him to lunch. Do something different than out of character for you. And that's when you start to break the chain of abundance, and that's what will start bringing things to you. But number, and the lastly, you got to believe with, without a shadow of a doubt, you deserve it. Yeah. That's really, really good advice, and it made me smile because I did that last week. Um, I... I ordered a necklace for myself. I forgot to put it on this morning, but I do like, you know, especially those times where I'm like, Oh, feeling kind of off. Like I buy myself a present and I'm like, yes, I deserve this gift. So that's, that's really good advice. And it does those little things. They create shifts in us that do feed us in recognizing our own worth. Like, yeah, I do deserve this. And yes, you know, like why do I have to wait on anyone or anything else to say it's okay to have what I want. So as always, Helen, I am so thankful that you came to share your bits of wisdom with us and through your lovely personality. Um, before we go, can you just share with people how to contact you and how they can um, connect with your work? Well, you could all hang out in my energy school. It's called the Healing Place Energy School. 
And um, I'm going to really built this online school where it will teach people what to do with their powers. If we only, I like how Debbie Ford said this once, if we only knew how powerful we are, it would scare the heck out of us. Yes. I'm going to help you to build your powers and recognize the goddess or the God that's in you and get my book. I would love to come back again. I'll let you pick the next subject to talk okay. about. There's so much to talk about. Right. And we can go on forever. It's so true. And I will make sure to put the links to connect with you um, down in the bio of the podcast. So mm -hmm. if you want to connect with Helen, be sure to go into the show notes and there will be links available. And thank you so much, Helen, for being here again. Thank you. Be well, everybody. Blah, 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 blah. Thank you so much for tuning into Reiki Radio today. Hopefully you have some new inspiration considering how you are showing up in your own life and what it would take for you to feel more abundant in every area of your life. Don't forget this full moon energy in Aries to really consider how you are leading yourself forward in this beautiful life you are creating while also considering the energy of Libra. And in that, considering how your relationships and people in your lives may be influencing the choices that you make or not. How are you relating to you? And how do your exchanges in relation to others show up in your abundance? I hope you all have a beautiful day and remember to always journey in love. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.